Hello, my name is Deborah Hamilton, and welcome to my podcast, Why Do Pets Matter? This podcast seeks to define and explain this important question from multiple points of view and disciplines. We will interview owners, breeders, caregivers, defenders, advocates, champions, and educators. The mission of this podcast is to seek and foster collaborative conversations so that every point of view feels heard, acknowledged, and appreciated. I look forward to your joining us on this journey toward a better understanding of similar and divergent points of view. It is possible to have an impossible conversation. It starts with listening first. I'm so glad you're here listening in with me. Now let's get started. Today we are speaking with Carmen Rustenbeck, the founder and CEO of IBPSA, which is the International Boarding and Pet Sitting Association. Welcome, Carmen. Thank you, Deborah, for having me on today. I'm so excited to be able to speak with you about why pets matter. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And of course, I want you to tell everyone what IBPSA is because it is such a wonderful organization that brings together all the people we leave our beloved animals with as caregivers when we can't care for them. Absolutely. So International Boarding and Pet Services Association is all about pet care service providers, whether it's a boarding facility, a pet sitter, a groomer, a dog walker, or a veterinarian. We're about how pet care is provided to our beloved pets and how we can make sure that when you choose a pet care service provider, that you're confident that that pet care service provider is qualified and has the experience you need to help your pet while you're away. Because after all, you're away from your pet. You already feel guilty that you had to leave your pet at home while you go on vacation or you go on a business trip. So we want to make this the most positive experience for you and your pet that we can make it. Now, tell me a little bit, Carmen, about how you decided to start this organization and the people who have been drawn to become members. So... um, I actually started out as a financial counselor working for the Air Force as a volunteer. My husband retired from the military, and we found ourselves in Colorado Springs. And I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. Now that I'm in Colorado Springs, after being 23 years following my husband around in the military, and I got picked up for a temporary job with another trade association called American Boarding Kennel Association. And their founder, Mr. James Crack, hired me on um, to help him out. And it just so happened that the year I came on with ABKA, as it was later known as, um, uh, Katrina happened. So here we have Katrina happening in the New Orleans area. And we now have to rescue pets and... Uh, bring food in for those rescued pets. So I found myself in the middle of opening a 501c3 nonprofit for American Boarding Kennel Association. Um, Out of that, built a great relationship with Jim Crack and I, and he was the founder of American Boarding Kennel Association. And he, I sat across the desk from him three or four hours every day while he poured 40 years of information into me about this industry. So it turns out I get to go to my first conference. I get to meet 
these small business owners who are caring for pets, and I fell in love with them because they have such a caring attitude toward the pets in their care and what they need to make sure that those pets are safe and secure while the pet owners are out, whatever they have to do, and they leave these pets. I still fell in love with this idea of we're caring for your pets, which is a foundation later on for the Habri, which is that pets make a difference in our lives. So if we know that pets have these big influence in our lives, then what more could I do to make sure that when you could be with your pet, that I could ensure that somebody who was caring for your pet was the most professional and educated person that you could have at your disposal. And that's how I ended up uh, starting IBPSA. Um, ABKA, due to uh, financial circumstances, went away and I couldn't let it die. I was like, I cannot let this die. This is a very important mission for small business owners who want to take care of pets. So I picked up the torch from Jim and I started IBPSA and here we are today, 10 years later, just making Wonderful. a difference and it's, in the It seems like yesterday, right? It's 10 years it later. Does. I think we met right after, because we've been friends for about 10 years and yes. we met probably right after it began. And yes. let me ask you a favor. So you used Habari. And I'd love for you to let everyone who's listening know what that stands for, because that is all about why pets do matter, because it's the human-animal bond group. Yes. So this human-animal bond uh, initiative really goes into study about what we do as humans and how animals influence us and what is the result of this human-animal bond that we have. And for for the industry, really, it's a new idea and concept. Uh, how do animals improve our lives and how do our pets improve our lives more specifically? Whether that pet is a dog or a cat or a ferret or a bird, these animals have a way to influence us and help calm our spirit and help. And they love us no matter what happens. We can have a day from hell. And the pets, they're like, you're home. Yay. And they're always about us. So there's this, this bonding that happens with our pets that help us center ourselves as humans and, and create an environment of peace. Now, we also see this, which is very close to my heart because my husband is retired military. We also see this with military men and women who come back from war zones, who have challenges. And when you put a pet next to them, a trained canine that can step in alongside that um, military person, they calm, they, they are calmed down. They're more confident. They're more secure. There's just something about pets that influences us to reach for a higher level of ourselves that we are absolutely, more calm, more calm. absolutely because it's so interesting that they have been training pets, animals, to become pets and also become service animals with the unseen issues that can um, afflict people. Some are diabetes, some are epilepsy, but now they've worked on PTSD and that's just right up the alley you spoke about because people are able to really uh, matriculate and have full access to life. Um, Why do pets matter? Because that pet is trained to really assist that human in living a fuller life. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I think when we start to consider the bigger overall picture of our existence with pets on planet Earth, <laughs> we begin to see in so many different ways how we are influenced by them, how they enrich our lives, whether we need a service animal or it's our just our little poodle, our little toy poodle who we brought home from the shelter who our kids love and adore. They bring... They bring a certain uh, peace to our life that makes us rise above ourselves and be a better human. And I think that's what, when I look at pet care service providers from from a small business uh, view, my goal is that pet service providers really reach to make sure that they provide the best care for those pets. Because I know you love them and you adore them. I know your audience, they think of them as their children and they call themselves pet parents. And I understand that. So I want to make sure that there are qualified pet care service providers out there. So when you can't be with your pet, you are assured that if you've got somebody who will care for your pet just as if it was their pet. Absolutely. And that is the key piece that IBPSA provides. It creates an educational environment where people who either are currently in the business or thinking about opening the business really get best practices information. And um, I had asked you before we started, what were three things you'd like to share? So let's start with the first one. What's the first one you'd like to share on why pets do matter? So I think what is very important why pets matter is that, first of all, they enrich our lives and they're always honest with us. They always are are really reflective. They, a pet can't lie. So they're always going to be happy to see you and they're always going to know when you're having a bad day, they're going to be able to to get in there and just love on you a little bit, make you smile. They're going to do crazy things. So I think that they enrich our lives in so many ways we don't think about. And so that's the first thing I want I want everybody to realize is that pets will not lie to you and they'll always enrich your lives. And they always live in the moment. So if you are, like yeah. you said, if you're having a bad day and you come home, they are right there to cheer you up. If you're having a great day, they're right there to really enjoy yep. it with you. So there's yeah. never a moment. They live with you in the moment and keep you really where you are or raise you up. I mean, I think right. that's the greatest piece that animals bring to us. Yes, they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's really important that we as uh, pet owners um, and caregivers understand that um, pets are always ready to meet the need, whatever the need is. It's just innate in them. They, they have this almost seventh sense about them <laughs> where they are ready to just reach out and say, you know what, Carmen, I know where you're at. Today was a hard day. Carmen, today was a great day. Oh my gosh, Carmen, we're going to do a 10 mile hike up the mountain. I'm all in, you know, so, so they are always there. And sometimes I think we take a little, we, we forget that we sort of, uh, oh, you're in my way. We don't really take time to recognize how they really can identify with us in the moment of where we're at. And that's where the human-animal bond studies do such a great job because they have codified, they've done the research that we all know um, why our pets matter to us and why they pick up on all of our body language and our cortisol levels and everything else they pick up on. But the human-animal bond people actually do the studies that prove the rule that we know, which is that they're always there for us. They're always yes. ready, willing, and able. And I think yes. that's why pets mat do matter because we 
are just, we recognize they're always there to serve, so to speak, and not in a bad way, but rather in a really human way, even though they're non-human. Right. So, yep. Yep. So give me your second one, if you would. Okay. So my second thought about pets is, first of all, they never lie. So the second thing is when, when a individual is looking for a pet care service provider, you can trust your pet to tell you the truth about your Isn't that the truth? (laughs) It is. (laughs) They are a great, they are a great true north, right? Yeah, right. You just, you just watch their body language. You you watch yeah. the way. Do not ever question if they turn and walk. If they don't do something that's normal for them, you need to take a better look. Right, right. And I, I would like to say this also that just because your pet doesn't connect to another person does not necessarily mean that that person is a bad person. It just nope. means that they don't particularly care for that personality trait. Okay. You know what? We as humans meet people every day that some we just really connect with and some are like, yeah, okay, that was interesting. I don't think I'll do that again. So <laughs> pets, uh, our pets have the same sort of uh, reaction emotionally um, and, and they, they don't, if they don't get along with somebody, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. We go back to the drawing board and find another pet care service provider, but never, never force your pet into a situation because they're never going to lie to you. And they're going to tell you, I can deal with this or I can't. We just have to be really aware of what our pet is saying to us. That's such an important piece about why we matter to them and they matter to us because yes. we really have to read their body language, because that's how you tell if they're not feeling well. That's how you tell if they haven't had a good day, whether they've been at doggy daycare or whether they've been in the house and they've been lonely. It really is the litmus test that you need to um, pay attention to if your pets matter to you, and they absolutely do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go to the third one, if you could, because I want to make sure we have enough time for everyone to hear your three pearls of wisdom. So my third, uh, if we could all call it a pearl wisdom, my third thought for today's conversation is your pet does not have to be like everybody else's pet. So if your pet doesn't like doggy daycare, that's okay. Some pets, based on age in life, where they are, doggy daycare is really exciting or it's really difficult for them. So let's say you have a geriatric pet for our conversation. We're going to call it seven years or older. And so it's getting a little bit more difficult for them to deal with other pets. They're having a bad day or there's medical problems that they're having. And so doggy daycare doesn't work for them. It's okay to say, you know what? My pet's not going to do well in doggy daycare. So I'm going to choose daycare, which allows for an enclosure. And then somebody's going to come and walk my pet for 30 minutes twice a day. And that'll be okay. And then at the end of the day, I'll come get my pet. But they don't have to be in a room with other dogs because it's too difficult for them. So it's really knowing your pet, where they are in their stage of life, what medical problems they may or may not be happening, and what they really enjoy as a pet. And it's okay to say, my pet really likes to go for walks, or my pet would prefer a pet sitter, 
who would come to my house and walk my dog in the middle of the day, or my pet is good at being around humans, but not so good about being around other dogs. And and really, if you think about it, there are times where we as humans, we're all about the party, and there's other times we just need to be alone. Our pets have that same ebb and flow in their life. And so we really need to be in tune with our pets at what's going to help them through their week, through their year, through where they are in their age. So maybe one day they're all about doggy daycare. Maybe in six months they're all about, you know what, I need a pet sitter for a while. It's all about understanding where our pets are and what is happening in their physical and mental life to help them have the best life possible they can have. And that means we have to sort of decode, again, back to that body language. We have to sort of decode that body language because after all, they're talking to us all the time. Are we watching when they're talking? That's such an important piece of information because, as you said, one day they might be great with doggy daycare. The next day, it might be that they just aren't up for it. And watching and learning and and having alternatives that give you the opportunity to respond to them when you you see that things have changed is so important. And, And why being in tune with your dog matters and having your dog be in tune with you matters. I love that you have really encapsulated the way in which people really feel their pets matter. Pets don't lie to you. Um, Pets really want to be with you. And if they're going to go with a caregiver, make sure it's a caregiver um, at the time in their life that's appropriate for what they need or what they show you they they want. That human-animal bond will never lie to you and, and you'll never lie to it, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So I speak from um, a pet owner who adopted a dog who was three years old. He was a Labrador. When I took him to the vet, the vet said, I cannot believe you got this quality of a Labrador from a shelter. Are you sure you got this from a shelter? I said, yeah, absolutely. The shelter down the road. Went and got him from the shelter down the road. And so, but I ended up with Labrador that had a lot of challenges and a lot of issues. So we've had him for four years now. And I'm still working through some of those things that happened in those first three years of his life, which I don't really know what happened in those first three years of his life. But what I've learned is that if I will watch Java's language, that he will tell me what's happening that day. So I myself went through several pet care providers before I found one that really worked for Java. It's a non-traditional pet care service provider. It's a cage-free facility, which means they're never in any enclosures. They're always with other dogs. But Java really flourished in that area. And the dog that used to lunge at other dogs, he calmed down. He's no longer lunging. There's a whole bunch of other things that happened in Java's life. Once I found the right environment for him, and um, he is learning to this day, we're learning from each other about how he's talking to me. And I'm, I'm saying, okay, am I understanding what he's saying? Um, and I, what I'm really finding out is Java is much more intuitive at teaching me what I need to understand than I am at teaching him what I want him to do. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? It is. So I I think that what what I would like to say to your audience is if you have a pet that's sort of challenging, that it's okay. You just settle down 
and just watch your pet and try to communicate more in that in that environment. Just use that seventh sense because you have a seventh sense also, just like your pet does. Try to just really function in that and see where they're at. And if you will just settle down and not get upset and not get distracted by what's going on, that you will find that your relationship is better with your pet and you'll begin to understand more what they're saying to you. And I think that's the hardest challenge when we start adopting pets out of shelters to have a have a history that we don't know anything about, is that how do we help them be all they can be and help us be all that we can be with them? And um, I think that's the biggest challenge we as pet parents have or pet owners have with our pets is how do we help them, especially after we adopt them out of a shelter. So when I when I speak about all these other things, understanding how they influence our life and how our human-animal bond happens, how we choose a pet care service provider that we trust our pet that they don't lie, how we build relationship with our pets, it's, because, it's from experience of having adopted a pet and understanding what the average human goes through when you adopt a pet and you have no idea what their history is. My first pet, I raised from six weeks old. His name was Moose. Moose traveled all over the United States with me. He died at 15. Um, he was a beautiful pet. I could read that dog's mind. He was a chocolate lab. When he walked into the room, where's the party? I'm here. Java, very, very different. Black lab, very, very subdued, calm. Uh, set back a little bit. So it's it's a challenge when you raise one from a puppy or when you adopt one. So I understand all the challenges we have as pet owners in helping our pets. And I want to make sure that IBPSA provides the best quality pet care service providers you can find in the nation or worldwide. And all the information you need to get is at ibpsa.com. And if you read the website, you'll learn all the questions to ask where yes. to find people who might fit the bill. And Carmen, I am so grateful that you've been here on Why Do Pets Matter? Because if there is anyone in the world who is totally dedicated to helping people understand and understands how people feel their pets matter, it's you. Thank you, Deborah. It's been great talking with you and speaking to your audience today. And I look forward to having more of these conversations with you and your audience in the future. Well, you can count on it, absolutely. And this was Why Do Pets Matter? And this is Deborah Hamilton. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Why Do Pets Matter? This is Deborah Hamilton, and this podcast is my passion. Do you have a great guest or idea for a topic you'd like me to explore? Go to my website and click Contact at Hamilton Law and Mediation. That's Hamilton Law, L-A-W, and A-N-D, Mediation, M-E-D-I-A-T-I-O-N.com. Until next week, our pets do matter. This is Deborah Hamilton thanking you for being here. <laughs>